So I just want to talk to you tonight about the inexpressible light of God, the gospel, this message of light, how we're to be filled with all of his light. That his, and, it, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a light that is just, we think, you know, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And we read that. And I don't know, sometimes we read our Bibles and, it, and it's got no impact on us because we've read it so many times. But I know this, that when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he meant it. Like what is in him will light the whole entire world. Right? It lit the 12 on fire. Come on. There's, there's, it's not by accident that the Holy Spirit came with tongues of fire. <laughs> Come on, like candlesticks. You got 120 in a room lit up. It's not an accident. God shows us through Scripture. And, and, and some of us need to just, bear, just grab hold of, of, of the, the perception that when we speak of light... It's speaking supernaturally. That means it's something that you can see with your physical eye, but even greater what God does on the inside of you should pierce everything, any darkness inside of us. Amen? And I, I just feel like the Holy Spirit said this. He said, I, I am the light of the world, but then what did he say later? He says, you are the light of the world. Father has sent me. I'm sending you. There's a mission that the church needs to carry out and walk into that is filled with light. He is filled with inexpressible, we don't even know how to describe, the light that he is filled with. And when that light pierces you and transforms you, remember he was on the, he was on the Mount of Transfiguration, right? It says that the Bible says that he was transfigured and glowed. Now, do you think that is, it's not anything, uh, <laughs> that's the real deal. That's what happened. Like Moses, Elijah, they were all there, and the Father's voice coming from heaven, this is my son whom, I, whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. It's, it's, it's this declaration over your life that when the light of, of who he is comes upon you, if it came on the Son of God like that, I'm telling you, he can prepare, and it was pre preparation for what was about to happen. Because if we look at this, listen, there's so much. Go ahead, do a study on light, I dare you. I can't even, like I couldn't even get back on my bottle app. It's like every time I'd switch it, it would, I'd be, you know, I'd have to go six more times before I get, it doesn't stop. Light, light, light. It's all over scripture. Light, 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 light. And I declare over you light tonight. I declare that the light will pierce every part of us that is not exposed to Jesus. That Jesus is the light of the world and he's coming into you in ways you haven't ever understood or imagined. And I'm telling you, we try to understand what the piercing of the light looks like into our lives. But I'm telling you, he's eradicating darkness. He's eradicating every area that brings in doubt, unbelief, the things that do not align with the kingdom. That is Jesus trying to get stuff out of us. Like the, the, the issue I just dealt with, right? Like we've got darkness over us in the area of finances. We've got darkness over us even in the area of deliverance. Like we've, we've been taught certain ways that deliverance goes this way. Well, what if Jesus just shows up and sets someone free? And it doesn't have to be puke and mucus. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like God is trying, and I don't care about anything that we have these, these isms. Like, you know, we've got all these, we've got a pill for everything now. And Jesus wants to come in and set the captive free. You know, there's 140 million Americans that are on, on some type of pharmaceutical drug. I was like tripping on that statistic. That's because they've been diagnosed with something and Jesus is the only answer. Being filled with light is the only answer. Right? We were talking about the coronavirus. Listen, do not fear. This is the time. Remember John G. Lake. This is the time when the church needs to rise up and not be afraid. And step into the fullness of light on him. When they pulled him into places where there was disease-ridden places, he'd walk in with no, come on, no designer, you know, they got these masks now. Stop. I'll stop.
there are things designed by darkness to, shake, to try and shake the light. Can I tell you, you have an, in, you have an unshakable kingdom that's inside of you. And that, that, which you, you, that has been uh, designated by the enemy to bring fear, right, is now being brought to naught because of the anointing, because of the light that lives inside of you. And so I'm just, I just really feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting the sons and daughters of God to realize the light of the world is inside of you. And I know we say this, but I am going to hit some spots tonight where we're going to talk about, like, what does it look like? Because I can tell you a thousand times what God wants for your life, but if I don't ever kind of bring you into maybe even a a way to get there, because how many know prayer is probably the only way? As a matter of fact, it is the only way. And I know this, that the light of God, we need to meditate, we need to seek the face of God, but here's the deal, right? He says, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. You're, so let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Listen, the glory of the sun is about to be released all over the church in ways we haven't understood or imagined. Listen. And I'm, and I'm talking to you because I, I know in my early days, and as I grew, as I grew, and as I've grown in, in, in the Lord, that the Lord has, has shown me in certain areas when I've been in prayer, when I've had encounters, when I've seen Him, that the light of God is this indescribable thing that will transform you, but you have to open yourself up and let it in. And I'm not talking about second heaven things. I'm talking about things like Paul the Apostle uh, encountered in second uh, Corinthians 12 and 2, it, say, it says that he went, what? He got taken up. He didn't know whether he was in body. And, and I've been, right when I first, like my first encounter with Jesus, I think I was probably nine years old, I, honestly. I, I, I got lost. I fell back. I backslid. I was a prodigal for, for a bunch of years. But when I first met the Lord, like when I first encountered him, it was through a man that was speaking and giving his testimony and preaching the gospel. And I saw the whole room get filled with inexpressible light. Like the whole room. Like I could not see anyone else. Like literally as a child, the whole room filled with glory and presence. And I like this light that would, would you, you would think would burn your eyes out. But no, God came and just showed me who he was in this person and, and actually transfigured his face to look like Jesus. Just like that. And I was nine years old. I didn't know anything. Come on, I didn't know the seven ways to mysticism. I'm telling you, God can do. He's way above what we understand, and he's able to do things. And I'll give you some steps tonight, not so that we get stuck on the steps, but I feel like the Spirit of God is calling the church into a deeper place so that we can go way higher and way deeper. Listen, listen, deeper in the things of the Spirit. Come on, we're here to drink tonight. We're here to drink deeply of the Spirit. And when light comes, he's here, to, he's here to infiltrate us and fill us with all of who He is and overcome us with His light. Overcome us with His light. So that we're changed and transformed and transfigured. Changed. That means I don't leave the same. That means when I, when I, as I spend time, and it's not just about this place. It's about when you go home. And when you close the door and you get in the secret place with God, that you enter into the room and undescribable, inimaginable life would come and overtake your life. And there has to be a place where we expect that on our own because this, it makes this like, wow. Because when you get people filled with light, that there's no darkness in. Hello, come on, somebody. When we're walking in pure light, and there is no darkness in us, and I'll get there. That's First John. But I'm telling you, when we get to that place, and there's, a, there's, a, there's just a community of people who are running in that way, what is about to happen is going to be indescribable. And you aren't even going to keep it on. You aren't even going to be able to keep it. Just like they said about Jesus, that the books of the earth, come on, could not describe, could not explain all the things that he did on this earth. What does the church look like in fullness of glory? 
What's the power of God on your life, in your family, transforming everything in one moment? And some of it will happen by, by uh, in progression. But I'm going to talk to you a little bit about mystical theology. Is everyone okay with that word? Yeah. Mystical theology. Let me tell you, mysticism is okay. Mysticism is okay. It was, it, come on, it was from the Desert Fathers way before the New Age. Mysticism, okay. Yoga, not okay. What, that's it. <laughs> Mysticism, because Jesus was the first one that entered in and walked out and lived in heavenly places, right? I, we, we talked about that a few weeks ago. He was in and out of the heavenly places, and he moved in and out of the graces of the Father, right? He moved in and out of the presence. And I'm telling you right now, whew. Ah. See, the Lord wants this on his church. It's not to be weird, although sometimes, ready, it might not look like we think. But there's contemplative practices. Hello. There's contemplative things. Contemplative prayers. Contemplative prayers and and practices. What does that mean? That means that I go into the Word. I open the Word. I begin to just sit with the Lord. And I allow the silence sometimes of, of who He is to come and invade. Ready? First step. Take your cell phone. Put it in the other room. All of us who are addicted to cell phones. Me being one. Get it out of the room. Put it somewhere else. Everyone will be okay. Till you get back. Because Jesus is the most important place. I'm telling you, he's calling us to live in this place where we go before him, where we open the word, and we begin to just, just meditate. It's important. This is, I'm telling, what I'm telling you right now is just the first step. Right? What I'm telling you and I'm trying to express to you right now is the first step of allowing the light to come and invade your life. Because I know there's been times and spaces in my life, seasons, where I've been in that place where I can just shut everything else down and he'll come in. But I noticed, right, even, even too, even making trips, like from, from dropping the business and moving more into this, I, got, I find out if, if I do not, if I do not cover my schedule, if I don't set things apart, if I don't make a schedule Jesus first, come on, he's not my tithe. My, my time with him is not a tithe. My tithe with him has to be, my time with him has to be 100%. And everyone else gets the tithe. No, I'm, I'm not joking. Right? So, because we can get so busy and in motion and movement, and we can make a thousand programs and we can host conferences and it'll take us to where? At the end of the day. It's a lot of work and a lot of strain. But I'm telling you, he's calling us to this place. So, just, just bear with me. There's this uh, mystical, uh, pro he's a, he was a translator and his name was Richard Rowley, right? And uh, I just got this quote out of, really, I tripped over it. So, but here's what he said. Is in his first experience with the Lord, as he set himself aside and he set himself apart, he says, I felt within me a merry, <laughs> an unknown heat. I was an expert, and it was not from a creature, but from, a, from my maker. And as it, as it grew hotter and more glad, I begin to feel the presence of God overwhelm me. Hello. That's for you every day. We say, I don't need to feel. No, you feel joy. You feel peace. You feel patience or impatience. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you. And we're allowed to feel and, and engage with God and, and sense his presence. Listen, every time, I'm telling you every time I do this and I step back and I begin to pray for people, there's this heat that just whoosh, hits me every time. Not one time I've been up here that the heat of God just doesn't wham. It hits me right after. It's the craziest thing. You think that's me? You think that's my metabolism? That thinks I, I preached a good sweat? Sometimes it's I preached a good sweat. 
But I, I'm telling you, there's, a, there's the presence of God. And I've felt myself in, in certain occasions where I've been in, in a bubble. I've been in, encompassed by the Holy Spirit. This isn't to glorify my prayer life or anything like that. I'm just telling you, it's available to you. If it's available to me, it's available to you. It's been available to desert fathers all through. Why did they leave and go into the desert and hide away? Because they didn't like church as usual. They were getting stuck. There was the, the old the Catholic monks and you know, St. Patrick and all the ones that you read about, come on, that did these mystical things. And, and I, I was talking to you about uh, Columba the other day. And, and I'm telling you, there's these, these mystics that ex exited church as usual and moved in. And people came from all around out into the desert to find them because they knew God was doing something. And I'm telling you, God's doing that right now on the earth. He's doing it all over America. People are dying for the, for the presence of God. Not just the, the principles of God, but the presence of God. And, and with the presence comes principles. But listen to me. I'm telling you, we need him as a person. I need Jesus. I need only Jesus. You need Jesus. You don't need anyone else. Listen, I love my wife. She makes me coffee in the morning. She treats me like a king. That's just one thing. Come on. Well, I'm up and trying to pray, and she's like, ready. Everything's ready. Like, she'll text me. Come on. I love her with all my heart, but you know what? You got to love Jesus more than anything. And any of the hiccups in our marriages, come on, somebody. All the married people say amen. Any of the hiccups in our marriages is usually not us. I mean, it's usually not them, usually not the person next to us that's annoying us or they're thinking we're thinking they got to, you know, they got to get it together. No, you got to get it together. Come on. It's always about love. It's always about lining yourself with the Father and everything else comes in. There's people in this room that I know have powerful testimonies about that. Listen, there's something that's going to happen when we face and put our gaze on him. And as I look at him, everything's going to be all right. Come on, the wisdom of heaven comes from him. First John chapter 1. I'm reading it from the Passion because it's the best on this. I don't know. I just read it 40 different ways, but I like this one the best. It says, we saw him with our very own eyes. And let me just stop before I get into this because this is what I was talking about, the transfiguration. Peter testifies to the same thing. Listen, there was a point in their lives that they were with Jesus and they saw the transfiguration. They saw him changed before their eyes and it stuck with them. It impacted them. What does it look like when the presence of God gets on one of you in here and someone witnesses it? Like you look different because God I had someone, a, a guy who left the holiness, he, he, was, he was brought up in, in, in the Pentecostal holiness church. And I, you know he's not, he wasn't walking with the Lord. And I was, I was leaving her uncle's house and he, I met him on the porch. And he just said to me, he goes, I see the light of God on you. He said, I don't go to church anymore. He said, but I can see in your eyes. That's what we want people to see. Come on, you want people to see, say, you're not like everyone else. And you don't need to be afraid and you don't need to step. Come on, everyone, we can be bold. Or just be yourself. You don't have to be in everyone's face. Just be, be you. And I'm telling you, when we're baptized with the love of Jesus, whew, lights out. Lights out. The Lord's going to overtake people because the love of God is on you. So Peter and John were there, right? James was there. But we know that John speaks this, this word. And he, and he says, listen, he says, we saw him with our very own eyes. Obviously, he was with him. But he says, we gazed upon him and heard him speak. Like every time Jesus was about to say something, come on, they were intent. They were looking. Everyone in this place, that's going to be a grace upon your life that the Holy Spirit is going to be on you and you're going to be attentive to what he look when you when you look to him you hear what he says right they heard and heard him speak 
and our hands actually touched him. The one who was from the beginning, the living expression of God. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get through this. This life giver was made visible, and we have seen him. And we testify to this truth. The eternal life giver lived face to face with the Father and has, and has now dawned upon us. What is he saying? Listen, I'm just going to interpret that for one second because he, he lived face to face with the Father. That is, that is your commission. Come on, first. The first commission is live, with, live face to face with Jesus. Come on. The first commission, the first is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Because the great commission that comes flowing and pouring out of that is because you've fallen completely in love with the beauty of Jesus. There is nothing else. Don't fall in love with the gifts. Don't fall in love with the, the, the signs and the wonders. Although, I, listen, I know this, that when signs and wonders come and the power of God is, is displayed, listen, I am there. I'm on it. We want it. Come, Lord Jesus. Because when we're with him, those are things that just happen. It's a, it's a byproduct of being with Jesus. It should be happening all around us. Everyone there? Listen, take it. Take it. He lived face to face with the Father and, and, and has now dawned upon us. So that which Jesus had, he gave to John. He gave to Peter. He gave to the 12. He gave to the 120. He gave to the 500. Come on, he gave to the others. Come on, he gave as, as, as the kingdom grows and you, it didn't die when the apostles died, no, it should be increasing in the earth. Because the, the Bible says that the glory of the Lord is going to fill the earth like the waters cover the sea. That means it's going to overtake the entire earth. And I thought about the, from the very beginning, it says that, that the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the earth. And it says that the Lord said, let there be light. It was the first thing that was declared. Let there be light. And so we step into the light as he is in the light, and there'll be no darkness. How are we stepping? We want to step right into him. Like this is the mystical union that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But there's this mystical place that we, we want to live out of. It's a union with heaven. Come on. Someone is going to get hit with the presence of God that they might actually slip into something. It'll be good, not second heaven where everything else is flying around. <laughs> you all right? What is this second heaven, first heaven, third heaven? I'm telling you there's a place where God lives. It's in the third heaven. And we need to live out of that place. We got no business dealing in the second heavens. Just stay away. That's where the things that are masked I come to you as light. That's where those things are. I don't got time to get into all that. I shouldn't even go on there. It says, so we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard about this life giver so that we may share and enjoy this life together. Someone, come on. I, for truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. The anointed one. Come on. Truly our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. Listen, you know how this fellowship here gets, gets increased? It's not about having 20 more people in here. I'm telling you, it's not. Unless they're filled with God. Then we'll take them. Come on. God is wanting to overcome, overtake us. Let us, come on, let us go into the river and live with him in the place where the Holy Spirit is moving and flowing and there's fellowship with one another, fellowship with the Father, fellowship with Jesus. Come on, because the Spirit inside of you connects with the Father and connects with the Son. Are you hearing me? You're part of the triune. <laughs> I could say we're part of the Trinity, <laughs> but that's too much for some. I'll reel that back in, okay? 
It's true. Because the Holy Spirit, the one who dwells inside of you, is waiting to fellowship and connect with Jesus. It was the, it was the Holy Spirit inside of Christ that he, that he operated in the earth through. Everyone's okay with that. His humanity filled with the fullness of God. And I'm, I'm, I'm desiring that our lives look like this. I, it's my prayer. God, fill the church with people that are lunatics. They love you so much they don't care. Lunatics in a good way. Come on. Y'all know that I don't believe that we're in the Trinity, right? Y'all know that. All right. I, sometimes I have to rectify things. I'm just, I'm not apologizing for what I said. I, you understand the concept that God, the fullness of God inside of you connects to, the, to Jesus and the Father. And, and, and there is something of God being the fullness of God inside of you. That he's, try, he's been trying from the beginning of the ages to get into the saints. The fullness of who he is. Positionally, yes, I have it. Experientially, eh, not so much. Listen, I, oh, I'll finish. Okay, where was I? We are writing these things to you because we want to, we want to release to you our fullness of joy. How many want joy? Take it. Take it. Honestly, it's in the room. There's a lot of joy in the room right now. If you just laugh a little, you'll be good. Come on, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We, we are, because the release of the fullness of joy. This is the life-giving message we heard from him. Share and still is ringing in our ears. Here's the deal. The things that, they, that John received, he says, when we, when we were there and we were with him and we still continue to be with him because he's going to go on to say that. You'll, it says that he, it was still ringing in his ears. Most of us are on to the next thing. But when God is speaking, when the Lord is, is, is speaking to us, we need to live in that place. Right? On the, on the edge of our seats. Not like you've heard from me for 22 weeks. Come on. No, seriously, because this is what happens to all of us, right? We get used to what we're dieting on. And then, then come on, we just we get to, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. We get lulled into a sleep. And it's not as fresh. It's not what it used to be. I'm a little critical of it. I, 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 I can feel, you know, I'm telling you, it happens. It happens when we get around people things and we become familiar all of a sudden it's not what I it's not as bright and fresh like when I came in it was like a bouquet but now it's just the word so now we now we now repeat his words to you God is pure light pure light like I can't even I can't even articulate that to you God is pure, and he's light. There is no darkness in him. There is no... There's nothing that would cause Jesus to think differently. <laughs> Hear me. When, God, when the Holy Spirit comes to us, and Jesus is inside of you, listen, he doesn't think different, you do. I don't think differently. I, the only way I think different is if I begin to align myself with the carnal man. If I want to think like Jesus, it's in this word. And I have to get it in me. It has to, like, penetrate my life like pure light. Do you look at the word like that? Because in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. Right? And then the word, it says that he was the light. That John came to preach and prepare for the light, but he wasn't the light. It says that Jesus was the light. 
And so light is trying to infiltrate every area of our lives, breaking through every place that shields him back. Come on. It's all those places where you just don't let him in. He's trying to get in. He wants in full. He wants in all the time. You'll never even find a trace of darkness in him. That's the next word. That's the next line. You won't find one bit of darkness. He never changes. He's always fully bright. He's always fully lit. And when we when we, when we begin to diet on only Jesus, on just Jesus, just we don't even have to talk about the Father, just Jesus. He's full of light. If we claim that we share life with, with him, but keep walking, ready, ready, come on, listen to me. If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. That's awesome. Listen, that's awesome. You know what church looks like when we really, when there's unbroken fellowship? We don't want that, right? We want the fullness. We, want, we don't want broken. We, right? The unbroken fellowship is what we're looking for. And that comes by living in the light. Why do people shell themselves? Because of brokenness. Why do people withdraw? Because of brokenness. Why do, why, do we, why do we walk, why do we back off of what God's doing? Because we don't want to deal with the things that are inside that are dark. And God's trying to pull us into the light so that we're completely free and clean. And so this is, this is the sad thing about church. Because we get used to. Right? We get used to things. And we get in our, th come on, we get in just the, the motion. Just go through it. Yeah, I'm tagging in. But God's trying to pull us out of that place, right? If we keep in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that we don't ever trip, fall, nothing happens. No, it means that when it does happen, you're completely clean. on that's the good news of the gospel you guys should be losing it on that listen my life is clean only because of Jesus Christ not because of anything I do it's because of what I do to see him look to him it's the place where I engage with him that's why how how can we be saved listen Jesus is looking for us to live in him he's looking for us to allow the light of God to totally evaporate every bit of darkness inside of us this is great oh my goodness i'm gonna jump out of my skin and start hollering listen this is such good news and this is the news that you have for everyone around you this is like the the best news to every person that was ever addicted they can be more addicted to jesus this is the best news for everyone that has been ridden with cancer and here's the deal, right? I was just thinking, I was reading some things. Like Finney, when he would go through and he'd walk into certain uh, shoe factories and whatever else, he was, you know, he'd go through cities and people would begin to weep and cry. Why? Because he was, because first, <laughs> he had a good prayer guy that, that was behind him, Nash. But, but also, he was carrying, he was carrying, and you know the story about that, right? That he had guys in a basement, some dingy basement, praying for the glory and the presence to come down. And actually it said that Father Nash used to walk into certain places where Finney was. He said, all right, the glory should go. But he looked sheet white because he broke through already. And there was po the power of prayer was behind everything. Listen to me. We can't do nothing without the prayer. Without praying, without seeking the Lord. But it was like this, Finney would go through these places and the repentance would just sweep across people and they'd go down and just be repenting in the middle of work. When he'd pull into stations, it would cause repentance to fall on the place. Towns. Come on, somebody. That was the second great awakening. That's what you're called to, something even greater than that. Where, where is the Finney?
Come on, he's dead and gone. But God's looking for a new Charles Finney. Come on. He's looking for someone. All right, Catherine Kuhlman, let's just go there. Right? They used to have to give Catherine Kuhlman a separate entrance. Why? Because when she'd go through, if she went in with all the people, they'd be falling out all over the place. Is that to say, ooh, ah, uh, Catherine Kuhlman? No, it's to say God had such a power and anointing on a woman that was given totally over. She said, listen, she had no talents. She just, God, if you'll just use me. Right? If that would just be our prayer, God, would you just use me? I'll just get out of the way and you can just come use me. I don't need to be a celebrity. Just use me. feel possessed by Jesus. Right? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ and his son cleanses us from all sin. That's the same verse in the King James Version. Listen, this is so good. God is calling us to have this fellowship with one another and it's called, it's going to get greater and greater the more you get filled with light. The more you say, Jesus, listen, I'm open. I'm open. I can see the Lord filling this place with light above everyone right now. It's there. Just take it. Father, just we take it, Father, right now. Lord, your light is falling and moving. We open ourselves up. Lord, come in. Fill us with light. Fill us with light. Fill us with more light. God, we don't shrink back. We just let you in every area, every, every place. We yield ourselves to you. We thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, take everything that's of darkness. Move it, move it, move it, move it. Take it, take it. I just want to talk to you just a moment about engaging with Jesus. Ready? I was talking about mystical prayer. I just never even got to it. But there's this place that I know that the Lord's trying to take the church. You can just call it prayer. You don't have to put the word mystic in front of it. Okay? But I like it because it does. It brings spirituality to it. Because it doesn't just, it, come on, it's just like, I know this. Ready? It's about rehearsing and recollecting and stopping and waiting. These are the things. I'm telling you, waiting. Waiting on the Lord. Sometimes we just don't stop. And we think we're going to go in with a list. Forget your list. It's not about your list. The Lord has everything under control. He doesn't need you to remind him. I'm telling you. He doesn't need us to remind him. He sees everything. He's just looking for us to engage with him. Right? There's so many things that I'm watching the Lord do around me that I'm like, God, you don't need to hear my voice on that. I just need to leave it to you. Give it to you. I have to do my portion, right? Because it, this goes back to another part, that when we hear him, he speaks and we just move with what he says. You have to be obedient. You, obedience has to come with it. You have to do something to step into the, to what he wants to bring you into. I can't just do it and wait, and it just doesn't happen. But there's this rehearsal, this recollection, this, it, to stop the distractions from the fountain of light. Come on. There's this place where this fountain of life and light wants to overtake us. And most people, this is, this is, like, this is like stage one, and most of us don't find our way out of this. I'm just being perfectly honest. I struggle, I struggle with three and four because we're going to have four pieces of this. But I, I just tell you that there's this place where I know that he wants us to pull way away from. And so that's rehearsal and recalling. Recalling what? I sit there with the word. Like just that one thing. In you is all light. Lord, you created the... You were hovering over the waters and then you said, let there be light. Just meditate. Listen, I was getting drunk in the house, in a good way, come on, I wasn't slamming Jack Daniels, I was getting lit from the word of God, there's power in his word, and when we're saturated by his word, it will overtake us, overcome us, 
And I'm telling you, most of us have this difficult time and it's calming down. It's quieting everything around us. Don't say you can't do it. You can do it. You're hearing me. Like I could take nine hours and just be quiet and really, and really not even get any further. I'm totally honest with you. I've been away three days and I can't, I'm like out of my skin because my life is so busy sometimes that I, come on, that you can't calm yourself, that you can't clear the slate so that God can come in. I've been in this place. I'm telling you, God's calling us to a higher place. God's calling us into this place of prayer. Come on. Every, we're, we're talking about prayer tonight. Inexpressible light is about letting him come in. If you don't even know the Lord tonight, come on, it's just about letting him in. God, come in and do whatever you want. There's more than I can understand, but I, I don't even understand who you are, but I receive all of you, right? Second is meditation. Again, meditation is from the Lord. Yoga is not. I'm just, I'll hit that a thousand times because there's no, I don't, you can't put a label on it and then call it something else. It, it, it's necessary to bring us into divine union. Meditation is necessary. What is that? That's just whew, clear the slate. The slate's clear. Now I just focus on you. God, I lift my heart to you. Lord, I lift my eyes to you. Lord, where comes my help? It's you. It's just you. It's only you. It's only you. It's only you. And we're in error if we're just learning principles and never learning presence. Because in meditation, that's where you begin to get into the presence of God. Right? Re recalling and rehearsing some things. But the second thing is meditation. And then when you meditate on the Lord, then things you begin to go into. Come on. Like I said, sometimes I feel like I'm going to get lost and pulled up out of here sometimes. Sometimes I'm at home. I feel the same way. Like God, God wants to pull me up and out. Listen, when God wants to pull you up and out, you know, I say, people say, like, what are you talking about? Listen, there's a door standing open in heaven and God wants to bring you in it. Listen, this is where St. Patrick lived out of. This is where Columba lived out of. These are guys that, that were moving in power in the early centuries. And come on, they, they, this is where Catherine Kuhlman lived from. Not specifically here because we're going to go on to some other things. But let the meditations of my heart, right? David said that. Be focused on you. Be, be fixed on you. When your eyes are focused on him and your, your head, your mind is focused on him, then watch out, something's about to happen. I'm telling you, how many believe me? You're all good. You're all paying attention. Number three is divine union. And that's where you begin to, like I said this afternoon, I could feel the weighty presence of God. I could feel the weight. I was wading through it. I could feel it on my body. I could feel the increase in temperature or the wind of the spirit. Come on, sometimes I've been in I've been in meetings where I put my hands up and I can feel the wind of heaven pushing my hands back, literally. As a matter of fact, I thought it was angelic presence just pushing on my hands because it was so strong. How many know the wind of heaven can come in here right now and blow us into something new? I'm telling you. Come on, the winds, the four winds that, that Ezekiel talked about. Come on, there's a, there's a shift, and God's about to bring you into some divine union with him. And this is the place where we can fall into trances. This is the place where we fall into ecstasies, which is the next thing. But there's, there's this place that I know that the Lord wants to bring us where we're enjoying Jesus in our prayer. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> Come on. Someone. It's more... <laughs> Things should begin to move and happen. I'm not telling you to just get all this like weird, mystical, weird things going. And, and some of you see. Some of you have to shut down the seeing so you can go someplace too. No, I, I don't. I mean it in a certain, in a, in a respect. That, listen, I know I see too much sometimes. But when you begin to get in the presence of Jesus, all of a sudden it brings you into this place where you, 
you know, you're, you're going, you're ascending to the Father, but all kinds of other stuff's happening. God begins, listen, I'm telling you, heaven is crazy. Heaven is wild. I mean, you can't keep up with what God's doing. I'm telling you guys, you should be excited because God wants to speak. And when he speaks, it's not just a little bit. It's like volumes. There's so much he has to say. As in, in this hour, forget it. All throughout the ages he's been talking. I don't know. I think this hour, who cares what hour? He's, he's eternal, right? It's just crazy because he wants to speak to you clearly. Not just a little bit. Not just a drop here, drop there. No, 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 no. What did I say about rain? Come on, when it's raining, you ask for more rain. There's a place of desire, and, and God, he begins to sit on the seat of desire. Because you desire him more than anything else. <laughs> we have to begin to embrace the unusual. Not so that we can have some weird prophetic experience. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, if, if, if angels show up, believe me, you're, you're going to get real sober real quick. Talk about awakening. I'm telling you guys. And I've been in situations, I've been in, in, in prayer, and not even on purpose. I just open myself and say, God, you know, what, whatever you want to do. And he begins to pull me into something that I wasn't even expecting. Because I give up, because I'm, I'm either frustrated with whatever my works were, whatever he was doing, and he pulls you into something supernatural that you can't even describe. Was I there in body? Was the roof off my house? I, I don't know. <laughs> there was no roof on the house. I know, I'm telling you bits and pieces. But I just want you to... Ready? We're just going to pray into this one, Okay. We're praying into divine union right now, okay? Because I lift your hands up. Come on, we're going to take some more. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. Lord, I thank you that as, Lord, we quiet our hearts, as we begin to give ourselves completely to you, as we meditate on who you are, as we meditate on your word, Lord, you begin to pull us into divine union, which is where we were always supposed to be. So, Lord, we take it, we receive it, we, we, we embrace it. I, listen, I encourage you to hug it. <laughs> embrace the Lord. Embrace what he wants to do. Ask him, God, just fill me with all of who you are right now, right now, right now, right now. And listen, Holy Spirit, I just ask, Lord, that you release visions, dreams, Lord, beyond. Beyond what's been normal. Let it be different. Tonight, Lord, let there be an impartation tonight that will move things into some different, fresh realm for people. That, Lord, we'd step into the, into the sky, into the, an escalator, that ladder, going up and coming down. Angels ascending and descending. In the midst of, your, of a union with you, God. I'm just going to touch on this last part, ecstasis. It's called the ecstasy of God. It's called where we live from. It's this place that, that the Holy Spirit, that's where divine union is kind of consecrated. That's where we become one with him. That's where the, the union really takes place. Listen, it's the marriage to the Holy Spirit. It's where you become divinely entwined with him. Really. <laughs> and I know this, that the Lord is looking for a church that will enter into that and not be afraid of what that looks like. Lord, we thank you for that. <clears throat> it's where our world begins to blend with God's world. <laughs> Come on. It's where our world begins to blend with God's world. It is, it, is the, it is the place where Paul did talk about. I was in paradises of God. I saw things that were unlawful to even speak of. Huh. I, want, 
I want the notes on that, Paul. The notes on that. So, Lord, let us be in that place, Father, tonight. Lord, move us out of all these places and into the fullness of what you want to do. Marriage consummation comes through intimacy, right? Intimacy is the goal. <laughs> intimacy is the goal. That you live in Christ. That you are married to him. That you are one with him. This is, this is why oh, our society is trying to just destroy a simple word like marriage. Come on, it's the ultimate thing with Jesus. It's where he wants us to live from. Psalm 37, Psalm 36, verse 7, says, Oh God, how extravagant is your cherishing love. All mankind can find a hiding place under the shadow of your wings that all may drink of the anointing from the abundance of your house. That all may drink their fill from the delightful springs of Eden. To know you is to experience a, a flowing fountain drinking in your life, springing up to satisfy. In your light, we receive the light of revelation. Ready? Everyone should dip down and take a big drink right now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Just go ahead. You can do it. You're allowed. Some of us need a big barrel. I'll take a big barrel. And you may think that's weird. That's okay. I'm going to drink from the wells. I'm going to drink from the well that Jesus has provided for me. I'm going to drink until I'm inebriated because I've been so close to the Son of God. There's nothing that we can miss if we're close to Him. Come on, there's one place we need to be. That's with him. If your body, ready? He said this, the lamp is the body. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, the whole body is full of light. Take there, therefore, take heed that the light that is in you is not darkness. Listen, God's going to eradicate as much darkness as you let him right now in these moments. I promise you. The king said this of Daniel. He said, I heard of you that the spirit of God is in you and that the light, that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in you. That's because Daniel consecrated himself. Now God's going to pull us out of any place of darkness. Listen, why awakening? Lord, <laughs> this is all about waking ourselves up. This is all about allowing the Lord to awaken every part of our internal man. This is all about the Lord waking us to our inheritance, waking us to what really, really matters, waking us to show us that no darkness, come on, God's put, trying to eradicate every bit of darkness inside of us, not so that we're sin conscious, come on, but knowing that if I'm conscious of the light, if I'm conscious of God's light, of his presence, of his glory in this room right now, I can be filled with all the fullness of God. Because we open up the gate to you, God. We open up the gate to you, God, once again. We open up the gate and ask that you come in.
sometimes, and I'll end on this, sometimes there's a pressing. Gethsemane was a place of crushing. It was before the pure, the, the, the finished anointing on Jesus' life was over. When, when he finished everything, he had to press in, press through. And there's this scripture out of Exodus that says this. It says that he commanded the children of Israel, 27, uh, 20. It says, he commanded the children of Israel that they bring pure oil, the pure oil that's pressed in olives for the light. That to cause the lamp to burn continually. Listen, it's a type but I'm saying this to us tonight. Sometimes the Lord comes and puts his weight and his presence, and we don't know what to do. How about this? You just give yourself over to it. Because I feel the weight of his presence in this room right now. Right? The weighty presence of God. God, will you come and crush? Will you come and press? Will you come and bring oil out of my life? Will you come and allow my oil to burn bright? There's more about the light of God in the Bible than you can even deal with. I'm telling you, the light of his presence is the main deal. If, he, if it was the first mention of the things that were created, I'm telling you, light is your purpose. Your purpose is to be filled. That, you're, that the eye, right? Your eye, your eye, what you behold and what you begin to declare. Come on, even in your vision, what you see, what you're, what you're perceiving has to be full of light. Come on, that the whole body is filled with light. That we don't miss one thing because God's filled us with light. Come on, we're not, I'm, not, I'm not lost. I can see everything. I'm not misguided. I'm, I know God's got a plan ahead. I'm not in, in a place where I'm, I'm missing something. God, I, I need the answer. No, just get in the presence. Get into divine union. Get in the place where there's, ex come on, there's a place where you actually... Uh, engaging with God that you actually touch his life and he touches yours. It's heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. Power and presence on your life. Listen, tonight I'm just gonna I'm gonna end with this. Just ask you, just ask the Holy Spirit. Close your eyes right now. You're gonna ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I open my life to you right now. I open the door that all light can come in. I reflect, I rehearse all your goodness. I'm rehearsing all your goodness right now. Listen, with a thankful heart, with a gloriously thankful heart, I come to you. And I ask that you fill me right now. Fill me full of light. Fill me full of power. Fill me full of oil. Fill me with all the fullness of who you are. Lord, we declare the pure light of God on every person in this place tonight. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. We, we awaken, we awaken, we awaken. The meditation of our hearts awakens into our connection with you, our divine union with you. Listen, when we're seeking this, you're seeking God. You're seeking the face of Jesus. You're looking for the Holy Spirit to just open you up and allow God to come in. That means that no darkness is allowed in. No darkness. I thank you for a fresh mystical relationship with you, God. That we live out of this place of 
of union with you, of ecstasis with you. That, Lord, we're in the joy, we're in the light, and the fellowship together just increases, God. The purity of fellowship increases. When we're with one another, God, there's just this purity that rises. There's this divine union that happens. And there's this crazy uh, fusion of who you are into us, God. We thank you. 